Hello and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Conversation that inspire, that's how it's called, is a conversation podcast by me, Romain Lorec, where I talk with people who've achieved great things and have inspired me greatly. I seek to learn from them and share our findings with you on here. Guests have included athletes, artists, business people, chefs and others. If you do like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you usually get your podcast. This will really help the show and you'll get the next episodes right onto your device as soon as they come out. You can find more information on the website, which is conversations that inspire one word dot wordpress.com. That's conversations that inspire dot wordpress.com. Or you can contact me on Twitter at Romain Podcast. One word. Have a great episode today and looking forward to hearing from you. Take care. And in the football, Manchester United lost to Arsenal. Do you have any interest in football in general? No, I don't actually. No. I'm really not that interested in football whatsoever. But uh, so yeah. So Ashley, we're here at your place drinking tea. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about your great podcast project, but also something that I want to, I would like to hear about today, uh, would be your upcoming album release. Okay. How that came across. Uh, how in which way that was challenging um and um well, it's still challenging yeah <laughs> like all of it is challenging so uh yeah you, you've picked it up much more than it should be though upcoming album release hmm. it's just a handful of songs but so when is it due to come out or when would you like it it's to a rolling deadline so it used to be january 2016 and uh it's now Easter 2016. It'll probably, hmm. be, probably be April, I suppose. So what, what made it move? Uh, money. That hmm. is the main barrier to any sort of music. And that sounds uh, very sort of um, downbeat, but it, that really is the main barrier. Like, I have to pay for studio time or people to mix the records or people to appear on the records. Um, it's one of those situations where you have to spend money to make money, I suppose. So it's become, um, it's become quite an expensive project. So. So if you could have, if you ha- if you had the money to to spend in the first month, whatever you s- you've been spending for the past six months, then the project could have yeah, been wrapped th- up by now. Yeah, it would have been wrapped up by now. But it's also just time. I mean, trying to balance a sort of full time job with sitting in a studio and playing one song for two hours to get it right is mm. is pretty pretty difficult. You know, I don't I don't have the time. So mm. it's uh, yeah, it's it's coming along, but it is just a hobby. It's not my sort of main main drive. So and so. Yeah, do you go about? Do you have to do a lot of retakes before you get that right? That um, song right? Yeah, primarily because I can't sing. So, <laughs> so there's quite a lot For of a retakes. Singer, that's quite a quite a lot of retakes yeah. uh, to do before it all goes all goes uh, all goes well. So um, yeah, it's it's not been too bad. Um, I rushed through most of the EP, so I've got two sets of songs coming out, six songs on each, and I rushed through most of them in about two days. Actually, two days of full recording. And it's just me and a piano, me and a guitar, in a in a hall. So it's got quite a nice sort of reverb mm. to everything. So it's like a live gig, but not live, I suppose. If you minus the crowd, is mm. kind of what it sounds like. And that was done in um, two days, mainly. So um, okay. So I mean, it is quite quick. It's the sort of post production and uh, nerves, I suppose. Like it is ready. It has been ready for about a month or so, but. Um, the nerves of just pressing publish, I suppose. So you could publish it now if you wanted to. Oh, I to. could. I can publish it right now. But um, 
I think I'm more scared of what people are going to think of it. I suppose that's it. It's tough, you know, it's the yeah. first time I've done it, so. So in which way is it going to be different if you release it in two months? I don't know. Maybe I'll just, like, reconcile with myself that, that it's fine. I, I'm not sure, but. So, yeah, okay. Are you hoping people will listen to it? Well, I'm hoping people yeah. will. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to yeah. listen to it. It's going to be like 100 downloads. It'll be me, just with different email addresses or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I hope people will listen to it. Um, I think the songs are mm. good. I think they're... Uh, I, I believe in them. I think they're pretty good mm. lyrically. I don't think they're particularly difficult to play. But um, I think they have a message to them. And I think they capture mm. my feelings and stories. So... That's all you can ask for, really, I suppose. I'm pretty proud. Is it a song that really stands out for you um, in that last album? Yeah, the, I suppose the one that stands out most is... Um, I don't really know. I, I suppose I write a song every week or so. One song a week, at least. Um, and some go straight in the bin, and some I keep. So it does sort of change which mm. one is, that is a, the standout. Is that an objective you gave yourself once a week? Uh, no, it just happens sometimes what are the moments do we, when do you write songs on the train <laughs> a lot actually a lot on the train <laughs> and you commute most from, on the train from Malmö to Copenhagen yeah. so that's that's a lot of time yeah so it's a lot of time but I don't, not so much now it's a little bit fragmented the journey mm. but um, yeah it's uh, it's just a good time for me to write stuff I don't know why it's very good to observe people on the train I suppose and uh, try and tell a story so you might see a guy who looks a little bit sad and then you can sort of hypothesize why Maybe his lover's left him. Maybe he's running away somewhere. You know, whatever. There's there's different sort of sparks of sort of inspiration, I suppose. Mm. So um, that's where I write most of my stuff. But I mean, the song that stands out now is one called Walls. Not the ice cream company, but like an actual wall. And it's just about... Um, it's actually about, um, I suppose, uh, my other half. And it's uh, about sort of how we sort of broke down sort of communication barriers between each other to sort of help each other through a very difficult point in our life I suppose that's all very sort of high level but mm. uh, but um, I suppose that's the standout one it's also the easiest one to play so that's, mm. that's also <laughs> why I like it but. and uh, has she listened to it? Uh, yes she has I don't think she likes it but she has listened to it um, she uh, she prefers this sort of a stripped back sort of acoustic feel and that's one of the songs I've actually put a band on so there's a drummer guitarist keyboards mm -hmm. organs so it, I don't think she appreciates that so much so not so much the type of production but the, the lyrics yeah she's not a big uh, production fan I mean it's um, it's too poppy I suppose is probably her mm. main feeling but. so when did you get the idea okay I'm going to do that album I'm going to go for it I'm going to write the songs I'm gonna well I'd always sort of been writing songs like here and there and then I would play them at you know open mic nights open stages and whatnot. but then it's just the same group of people that hear them so uh, and that's nice I mean it's good it gets a little sort of fan base between you but I just thought well I don't know it, it sounds really bad being only 26 years old but I'm not getting any younger so I may as well I may as well do it like well it, it's a relatively low cost for what you get it's sort mm. of a Cost to output is um, a pretty sort of good ratio. So um, I don't know, it's just fun. It's just a hobby and mm. it's something that sort of took off and snowballed. And then a guy saw me play in a pub and said, you know, I think you should put these songs on a record. That's just sort of how it goes. Um, 
and so yeah, it just got a kind of snowballed, and it's uh, something I don't mind doing because I would only be playing them at home otherwise. So mm. it's it's actually nice that other people get to hear them, I suppose. So were you able to create to build yourself some network in the music by playing in those pubs? Yeah, it's a very small network of mm. sort of local amateur musicians and things. But yeah, it's a nice network. So um, I use a couple of them to sort of just play with in pubs. I use some of them to help me with records. And yeah, mm. it's, it's a decent sort of crowd. And how did you how did you find that studio and that's probably sound engineer that you wanted to use? Um, the album again through this same sort of community mm. so um we all just uh know one another by name and uh we see each other play every now and then at pubs and things and they they do a lot of their sort of own home projects you know like their studios are in their basement or their kitchen or whatever and it's just from random bits of equipment that they've accumulated over 20 years or 30 years <laughs> And so some of it works really well, some of it doesn't. But that's kind of the fun of making music, right? Is that some stuff sounds completely different. Like if you record it differently, it sounds differently. And I don't know, there's different instruments they have or different rooms or... I don't know, mm. it's it's fun. Like noise is fun. Do you, do you get to understand all the... Um, most of the variables that go into how the sound uh, sounds? Uh, how do you mean? In So in, if it sounds like... If we would be having this conversation, in a, so we know for a fact that if we we'll be having the same conversation with in a room that would be shaped differently with different objects, then the sound probably would would sound the very sound different. Would, yeah, the sound would resonate differently. Yeah, and also it sounded to me like you were saying that depending on what material people would be using, then the sound will be quite different, or the instrument might will be different from one to the other. Yeah, it does, and there are differences. There are definite differences in how sound is recorded and how sound is made. Like definitely, so instruments sound different they could be the same make of guitar and it will sound different depending on how it's been treated how somebody's played it before how hard it is to play how well set up it is i mean there's lots of different nuances and you can't always hear them but you can feel them if that makes sense so i don't know yeah so i base a lot of it just on sort of intuition i suppose if i think it sounds good then it probably does and if nobody else thinks it sounds good then well that's tough shit really like I like it so I mean ultimately there is a little bit of being selfish I suppose to making music you are really making it for your yourself I mean it's, it's a bit like a stand-up comedian I mean you're making other people laugh and that's really great but really it is a board to get your feelings out and that is a bit what music is and so if everybody else sort of enjoys it and notices these different nuances between songs or between lyrics then well I'm happy but you know it's not it's not necessary. I would still be making it otherwise. Hmm. So. Would you adjust over time? I mean, uh, I think that many art- artists adjust over time to suit their audience better and then it becomes something that's less personal uh, in a way, but then, then takes into account more what the audience expects. Yeah. I mean, at the minute, I haven't really thought about it because I don't really have an audience. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a, or a very small audience. But I think if you become sort of, yeah, like an international superstar. I mean, look at someone like, I don't know, who's who's really famous right now? Uh, Taylor Swift, for example. And you even compare her early stuff, when she was already very famous, to now her more recent stuff, and it's become a very sort of middle-of-the-road electronic blend that could be anybody else, really. I mean, it's definitely adapted, yes, to suit an audience. And, um, I mean, that's good and bad. I mean, you've got to satisfy an audience to some extent, but I'm very much of the belief that you should sort of keep your personality in it, you know? Like, Otherwise, I could be telling anybody's story. I could be writing any lyrics. I've got to believe in them. Like, hmm. Otherwise, I don't see the point. So I'm a little bit um, tough 
on that, I suppose. Mm. My stance is very much that, um, yeah, I like a song with, with soul, I suppose, and I like it to be played with soul. And it doesn't even necessarily have to sound good production-wise. It just needs to have some feeling to it. And uh, I do think a lot of people adapt their sound to uh, suit easy listening sort of pop audiences. And uh, that works. And if that works for them, that's great. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about doing that myself, I must admit. For now, it's I just play what I like. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. It's uh, I'm pretty easygoing about it all. And um, I'd like to go back to the... Um uh, earlier you said that uh, you have to invest to get something out of it again. Mm. So what are the ways you anticipate that this next album in which you invested will generate some revenue or opportunities for you? I think a lot of the revenue actually will be um, will come back from live performances primarily. Um, to actually make the record hasn't been that expensive. It, I mean, it has been a little bit costly, but it's not that bad. A lot of the revenue will come back from uh, yeah live performances, so um, that's that's what I hope at least. Um, I hope to sort of put on a decent show, albeit a little bit subdued at the minute because it is just me, and uh, hopefully connect with people in the audience and then sell the music through that. I mean, uh, that's kind of the only outlet you've got at the minute as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Live performances, I suppose, are where I think a lot of the money is made especially when you're starting out because uh, it helps you build a following but um, yeah I haven't really given it much thought <laughs> to, to be honest with you mm. so uh, maybe maybe it won't be very costly maybe in like a year's time I'll be a millionaire and then it won't be very costly at all and I won't worry <laughs> or maybe in a year's time I still haven't like had one download and then I'll be like shit that cost a lot of money but um, it, it's nice to have I mean ultimately mm. as long as I have a sort of album of stuff that I'm proud of it would be really cool just to say to friends or family or kids when I eventually have them or whatever just to say look this is something I did you know this is something I put my mind to and I spent time practicing and I spent time writing and I told people how I feel and it was embarrassing and it was sad and it was a little bit tough but this was the finished product like this is what it is so yeah it makes me proud I suppose I won't admit it but it does so and um, have you dabbled with other medium to express those same things? Yeah, a little. Poetry, a bit, because that's sort of an... It's very sort of like a blood relative, I suppose, to songwriting. So um, poetry, a little. But a lot of it actually comes through um, my own work. I mean, not so much now, but especially when I worked as a journalist, a lot of it can be expressed in sort of writing long features on people or places or um so yeah i did know writing generally i suppose but i'm not particularly artistic otherwise so i don't paint or sort of make things i'm not very good with my hands actually so <laughs> my girlfriend will attest to that so um in more ways than one <laughs> but uh, but yeah so uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah it's um uh, no poetry and sort of writing generally, I suppose. I, I like to write. It's it's fun. I can communicate better by writing than I can by speaking. So, hmm. it's uh, I like the written word. Hmm. They're the main outlets, I suppose. <laughs> Are you interested in playing with bands? Love playing with bands. 
It's uh, getting people to play with a band and commit to regular rehearsals. That's the problem. That's the tough part. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard bit. Mm. Actually, playing in a band is really, really easy and quite good fun, as long mm. as you know how to play an instrument. In fact, some people are in bands and they don't even know how to play instruments, and it's still good fun. But um, yeah, getting sort of regular rehearsal time is tough. Mm. Like, that's the toughest bit. But no, I really like playing in bands. Actually, mm. makes it more social then. Yeah, and it's good to it's good to um, just bounce off other people so um, I'll play one song with uh, someone I've never met before and they'll interpret it a completely different way to my friend will or another person I've never met before so they could be a drummer and they'll just put in two completely different beats for mm. example or two different bass lines and that really changes the song it can change it from something that I wrote intended to be very happy to something very sad or vice versa I mean it's uh, yeah it, it's um it's good for other people to put their sort of personality on it, I suppose. That's kind of why I like playing with bands. And it's nice to hang out with people who, mm. who you can talk about guitars with, and <laughs> pianos with, and 60s rock with. You know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's social as well. So what instruments do you play? I play piano, which I've been playing for, uh, what am I now, 26, uh, 21 years now. And uh, guitar for about five Mm. my guitar skills are very sort of rhythm chord based mm. I'm not particularly fantastic but uh, the piano is my main one I play a little bit of harmonica a little bit of ukulele mandolin stuff like that but, uh, so you started playing when you were five years old five piano yeah so how did that come about it was uh, my mum who uh, got me into piano actually so we had a piano in my house when I was a kid and uh nobody really played it or used it it was a really old keyboard uh, thing it wasn't a proper piano and uh, I used to just sort of prod it every now and then and uh, I think they just decided to sort of formalize that into lessons really because I did like music from when I was very young and uh, more so noise I suppose I said that earlier as a joke but noise is a lot of fun like it is I like that stuff makes different noises even this I like that this is a different form of noise us talking and it's got a different feel to it than if I was singing or whatever it's it's just enjoyable to hear different things and uh, I think that's my mum noticed it first maybe maybe my I don't I can't really recall actually but they got me into piano lessons when I was five and started classical training when I was quite young and uh, yeah went from there so I was classically trained until 15 about 10 years and then uh, dropped out of classical training and focused more on rock pop jazz sort of stuff so. so how many hours did you dedicate to that back in the days when you were classically being trained okay uh, when I was five or six because it's very hard to get a five or six year old to concentrate on anything probably only about 20 minutes a day mm. then when I was really into it when I was about 10 11 or 12 when I used to be in sort of music festivals and competitions and I used to win sort of contests for my piano playing in my hometown and stuff and uh, then I would play maybe two hours three hours a day which surrounding school time is quite a lot um, and then it gradually got less and I took a sort of break actually in my late teens from playing the piano at all I just sort of I don't know forgot about it I don't, I don't really know why <laughs> it just sort of happened and I didn't really play it and um so now I'm sort of getting back into it. So uh, you have different grades, and I got up to grade seven. I never finished my classical training, which finishes at grade eight. Um, stopped just before then. 
and now I'm probably back down to about a grade four standard. So I need to do a little bit more work. It's um, so I'm pretty good with it all. It's just a different style. But I mean, the one thing that held me back was reading music, which I can't do at all. Like, oh, I can. I mean, I know what the notes are, but it's uh, people can read it like a book, and it takes me a long time hmm. to read a page of music. So how do you? So that must be difficult then. Or you have to find your own ways to compose to. Yeah, so mainly by ear. Um, so if I go and play a chord on the piano, I can probably tell you what key it is immediately or what chord mm. it is and what notes are in it. My pitch is pretty good by ear. And that's the same way I learned to write stuff. So I try to adapt a lot of stuff I've heard. Um, so I can hear something and then go and sit at the piano a minute later and play it. Like just by listening to the song mm. partly because a lot of the songs I'm interested in this is getting into very theoretical areas of music now but they only follow certain chord patterns so you can tell a lot of pop and rock music you can tell where it will go even if you're not sure roughly mm. you can get a few notes right so that's actually how I teach myself a lot of things now just repeated listening self brainwashing I, I like to call it <laughs> so uh, yeah would you like to sing something? Not now. Oh, come <laughs> on. That, that side blind, that like, swipe me like that. Mm. With a, not not really. Um, I'm very shy about singing in front of less than about 20 people. It's, so how above that, what's the difference? I, d I think then you've got enough people to ignore like your mistakes. And um, so when I'm here on my own in our sort of hipstery apartment I don't really uh, I don't sing very often I find it incredibly embarrassing to sing uh, when this is done and you're at home <laughs> I'll break out the guitar again and start singing but um, if my girlfriend's here for example I never sing but it, it doesn't really happen so uh, that's partly why I go around to pubs so much is to sing so, so what are the are you, would you say you were very stressed before going on stage? Uh, What's your level of stress before? Uh, yeah, pretty high. Um, How do you deal with that? Um, hmm. Any routine? Um, sometimes it's just a case of... Um, sometimes I just like... If it's just a bunch of people I know very well, it, I'm not so stressed because we're normally in a pub I'm very familiar with. Everybody's quite common to me and we've normally had a beer so it's it's pretty it's pretty easy you can get up and make a complete ass of yourself but um if it's somewhere new um i've vomited a couple of times that's a normal sort of reaction if it's more if it that's when it gets to big people so when i used to play in festivals and there'd be hundreds of people that that would be a pretty normal re response um but otherwise no i don't know i uh used to actually prep myself before by listening to a song like this one song that I really really love by Neil uh, Neil Young I used to prep myself by listening to it I don't know why it was really what does it sound like it's oh you just want me to sing don't you that's that's what you want me to do I get it right but um it's called after the gold rush and it's actually a song about the apocalypse so it shouldn't calm you at all but it's just got a very sort of nice a simple sort of piano melody to it and um, it's quite a chirpy song actually even though this subject matter isn't it's quite hopeful and 
yeah, I used to listen to that before any sort of moment of nerves. That included exams or anything. I'd always spend three minutes listening to this one song and just focusing on what I'm about to do. And that sounds really bizarre that that used to get me through, but it really did. And a lot of the time I close my eyes on stage. That's another way to get over it. To start with? Yeah, or? to start with. So the first couple of songs, I do find that my eyes are quite closed quite a lot. But it does. they do open up. It's just a good way for me to connect with what I wrote, I suppose, in my head and picture the scene. And then once I'm comfortable with it, I can sort of open my eyes and let other people see that. Do you know what I mean? It's Your eyes really are the sort of, you know, I hate the cliche, but it's true. They are the sort of window to your soul, so to speak. So I don't like people looking at me in the eye until I'm very comfortable mm. with the subject matter myself, mm. I suppose. So um, I'm quite a nervous performer, mm. I must admit. It's, it's, I find it very interesting because the reason why you're getting on stage is to, as you said, open up and share your feelings through your songs with an audience. But then there's that one moment in that process that is extremely stressful. And when you, it's so stressful that you lose sight of what you hear and that you get even physically ill. And in that moment, when you're so stressed about getting on stage to do music, mm. then you do one thing that pulls you into the music again is to listen to that music. Yeah, that's a weird one. I know, that's what I mean. It's, it's when it's you so, think about it too long. But it's, it's so like, it's, I find it very beautiful in that way that when you're about to get on stage and you're sidetracked and very anxious to get there and do music, then to try to forget about that stress for one moment, then you listen to music. So yeah. like music is the, that's, that's what gets you out there and that's what also helps you in life, yeah, I suppose I su it's um fear. I think everybody has fear, though, right? Before they do something in front of people, like even you sort of doing this probably makes you nervous sometimes. I think, of course, mm. it does because people are fearful. You don't want to make a complete tit of yourself. So, um, I mean, that's that's kind of normal. But uh, yeah, maybe now it's not so weird. Now you've said that, maybe it is kind of nice that what ties me back to music is music. Yeah, maybe that's not so odd. But to me, it sounds like this is the purifier. Maybe, you know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen when Neil Young dies. That song is going to put me through an awful yeah. process. I'll be like, oh my god, this is horrible. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a nice bridge. I suppose to what I'm about to do, and I suppose the feeling in that song in particular and it mm. it is typically that song i listen to a few more really sort of mm. connects with what i'm trying to convey so yeah it pulls me back in maybe and is it is it just as soothing then to produce your music and write it record it the whole process um yeah it is actually but actually writing and recording music i find a lot less stressful than performing live partly because you've got a safety net you can do it again and you can fiddle with mm. vocals you can change an instrument you can play it again you, you've got sort of unlimited lives mm. if you want to think mm. of it like a computer game whereas um, playing live is only one life really if you sing out a tune yeah. people know like straight away there's one thing that I really admire about um, that type of performance is that um, and that goes for musicians dancers uh, singers mm. Um, is that a lot of a lot of the creative process happens behind closed doors, and just the artist and and the paper and the instrument, mm. and then a lot of it is done 
for most of it with the idea in mind that at some point that will be shared with a very large audience yeah and it's i found it very very amazing that contrast between going for a long time being alone with the instrument and then being in front of tens hundreds thousands of people Mm. and those are two very very different environments yeah and for someone that if i simplify it 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 could sound like it's mostly an introvert thing to do to Mm. be facing the sheet and writing lyrics yeah yeah yeah. and it would be a very extrovert thing to do to go in a in on a stage in front of so many people yeah and you know open up that way yeah yeah and i find it quite amazing that to be good in that environment you have to be good at both those things Mm. or overcome your fears of being Mm. but i mean it's um but i don't think it's not like unlinked either though i mean i like to think of it i suppose as if i've written a song and uh, the performance is like the painting then the song is the paint do you know what i mean it's all sort of components that make up something else so it's not entirely impossible or sort of inconceivable that somebody might write a song very privately that they then express you know like to someone else in a different way but it is um you've touched on an impossibility or like a sort of weird little musician uh attribute that everybody has questioned for hundreds of years which is how can people sort of write stuff privately who are very shy and have this sort of inferiority complex but then get up on stage and that's the same with comedians dancers as you say singers it's um that's a very age-old sort of philosophical question that I don't know if anyone's ever going to answer. And I think if they did, it would probably ruin it, actually. Mm. Can you imagine if you had to write a song in the same way you perform a song? Like, it would take away any magic or personality from you whatsoever. If you had to write a song in front of a live audience, for example, I mean, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, the stakes would be very high. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's best not to think too much sometimes. Mm. Just accept the magic or the inspiration where it comes and uh but yeah a lot of stuff i write doesn't make it to the stage because i'm not comfortable with it or i'm very comfortable with like what i've talked about but it's it hurts too much to sing some of it like it cuts too deep still and uh so some songs come out every now and then um mainly about people dying or whatever mm. and sometimes it's not good to play those songs you know and it makes me too upset and um I don't feel that the audience will connect with it. So it's uh, it's like a comedian, I suppose, in that sense. You really have to adapt to your audience all the time. Does it mean that there are some songs that you wrote some time ago and at that time you they were better private and now you, you're you at a moment in your life when you feel that those same songs cannot be public? Yes, definitely. So especially songs about, say, ex-girlfriends or whatever. I can't play them at the time. <laughs> of course I can't. Like, I don't like you anymore. No, 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 no. Just don't do that. But uh, that isn't one of them. But um, it's... Uh, yeah, so some songs become better suited over time. But I mean, it was even Eric Clapton um, uh, wrote Tears in Heaven, which everybody knows, um, which he wrote about his uh, dead son. And now he doesn't play it anymore at all. It's probably his best known song, but he doesn't play it. Because his point was was that he's come, he's sort of, he's at peace now with how he felt then. He doesn't need to play it anymore, and it actually makes him sad to play it. And I was like, yeah, I, I can like agree with that, and I could definitely connect with that. Some things I wrote about ten years ago, I'm at peace with now. You know, it doesn't. I don't feel the need to sing about them. 
Whereas some things I wrote 10 years ago pop into my head and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that would be nice to sing. Mm. So. And the, the the songs that are... So you were telling about your writing process and that it's it's very personal and um, and you use music to express the you know feelings. That's so you're very connected with that so much that some song when you sing them make you very emotional again. So the very those same songs that you you might have hundreds of people or thousands of people listen to. The 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 things you 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 say in those songs would you be also comfortable? talking about those things the same way in a much more you know close environment just a few people or does that medium allow you to just unleash it and just go go with it and talk about it that's partly it i think it allows you to unleash it in one burst of say three or four minutes where you phrased it very carefully to the feelings you want to reveal and to a sort of attractive melody or chord structure and uh you don't have to think about it too much in that sense so i mean yeah uh, It's hard to open up fully, of course it is, and uh, songwriting in a way I suppose isn't a way to fully say everything you want to say, it's a way to mask the things you want to say as something else. So um, there's still a little bit of holding back in songs, you don't quite want to say everything you think. It wouldn't make a good song, for a start, so I was really pissed off today because the train was late. I mean, why would that make a good song? <laughs> that would be rubbish. Hmm. So. Um, you know it's it's it very much depends on who i'm playing to it really does so i don't make set lists really i just play and uh in my head have sort of a stream of songs that i think oh that would be appropriate mm. to play now so um yeah i very much try to adapt to how people are so Great. right now i'm not playing anything because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not comfortable in the slightest but uh there we go well thanks for that Thanks for today. Thank you very much, Ramon, for coming. Thanks for the tea. That's all right. Drinking my <laughs> awful tea. Like, I don't know what it is. It could be grass uh, in hot water. I don't know. But. Well, I, I, I would have grass again then. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you do like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you usually get your podcast. This will really help the show and you'll get the next episodes right onto your device as soon as they come out. You can find more information on the website, which is conversationsthatinspireoneword.wordpress.com. That's conversationsthatinspire.wordpress.com. Or you can contact me on Twitter at Romaine Podcast. One word. See you on the next episode. <laughs>